The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Joining us live, well, recorded live here on episode number six of The Pinball Show. I'm Ken Cromwell along with Zach Many. Today, we broadcast our podcast as it flies through the airwaves to your computer or your car, wherever you might be listening. We are going to do our best to keep you. It could be in there, too. We're going to do our best to keep you informed and entertained for the next hour or two. Let's check in with Zach. What's going on, Zach? How are you, man? Oh, Ken, it's so wonderful to hear your voice. I only hear it a couple times a day on the phone, but whenever I get to see you visually on Skype, I wish people could see you in Studio C in all your glory, your cubby hat on, just rocking and rolling and uh, entertaining me. So thanks. You know what I think we should do? Maybe next week or the week after, because mm-hmm. we're making uh, some changes here on our uh, streaming channels. Where we're able to incorporate Skypes. Maybe we do an episode, record it live, and oh, that's yeah. kind of the unedited version. People can see how we do it oh. behind the scenes, Oof. and then we can do the edited version that we upload up for the uh, podcast waves. Now, that arguably could be our very last podcast we ever do if people <laughs> hear the unedited versions, but it would still be kind of fun to do. I, I think I would be interested in doing it. Well, absolutely. And Ken, when you and I were starting the formulation of the pinball network, uh, and in particular the pinball show, we kind of had that idea, didn't we, where we wanted to make it possibly an audio video experience. Um, And upon further discussion, we thought, you know what, that's probably something we are going to do in the future. But on the onset, since there was a lot of changes last minute, let's just roll with the audio. But yeah, pretty soon, I think I think we should try the video thing out. People would appreciate that. Maybe not so much looking at me, but uh, you know <laughs> yeah, they'd love to see no, some Dennis yeah. Creasel and Cromwell. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I the, well, I mean, obviously the joke is I've got a face for podcasting, and I and I <laughs> said that to Dennis Creasel, and I think he said he is a he is a voice <laughs> for uh, print or something like that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I like how he twisted it around. But listen, before we deep dive into this episode, because there's some news to talk about, and there's some everyday life changes that are being made. I, I think it's important that we let everybody know that listen. We are going to do our best to kind of have some fun on the episode. Under the circumstances, we're completely sensitive to the global issues that are happening right now with COVID-19. So by us kind of offering a little bit of, uh, of an escape and some sense of normalcy, it's not because we're not sensitive to the global issues. So please keep that in mind because we do intend to have a little bit of fun here for a little bit of time. So hopefully you guys do too. It's a good retreat from all of the scares because, man, all you got to do is pop onto CNN or Fox, man, and ooh, some scary stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. How has everything impacted you? Let's get into this for a couple minutes, and then we'll get into the TPN industry news. But how has your life been uh, impacted so far? Are you under any type of a uh, shelter in place or self quarantine? I know we're all kind of uh, practicing social distancing. We're trying to do the self distancing. That being said, we're still doing the the carry out. We'll go and try to support our local businesses by doing some of the carry out foods. Um, the wife. It was her birthday on the 21st. Happy birthday, Nicole. Right? What better way to celebrate than to add people to our family in such a time of peril? And we added uh, not one but two dogs, puppies, into the mix. Nicely done, man. What what kind of dogs were those? Uh, They were uh, expensive mutts is what I call them. (laughs) Um, They're uh, miniature golden doodles for any of you dog nerds out there. So, yeah, they're just uh, cross-bred, hybrid, fancy mutts. 
That's now, all. now, when you said yeah. you were adding to your family, I immediately was thinking something completely different. So I'm glad that you brought That's the dogs into the. Uh, we've been the having game. sex all week. <laughs> no. <laughs> So there's going to be a baby boom in nine months from now. I yeah, guarantee it. So it's been great. I wasn't sure if the mini family was uh, was increasing. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations. You know what we have been able to do, Ken? It's it's a nice time for me because you know me. I run 100 miles an hour all the way up to one or two in the morning yeah. every single night with uh, two different jobs and and such. But this has given me the opportunity. It has forced me to slow down, to stop. I've gotten more quality time with the kids, with the wife, and uh, and now with some pooches. So we thought, what better time to train a dog? Because I'm a psychologist by trade. So uh, I uh, dogs in the past, I will train using bells. I will train. I train the hell out of some dogs with some conditioning. Little Pavlov uh, going my, on there, huh? Yeah, shout out to Pavlov and little BF Skinner out there. Nice. But uh, no, so it's it's forced me to slow down, which. It's tough. What about you? Are you stir crazy? Well, and, and you're supposed to be on vacation right now. You're supposed to be in Florida. Yeah. Right? So that was canceled. Yeah. Uh, but on your own accord, right? You just decide not to go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to be. Plus, have you seen the uh, video of like the spring breakers on the beach? Like, yeah, I have. Doing man. doing shots through their butt and stuff, funneling beers. And <laughs> I didn't stuff. see like, those. I didn't see those. I didn't videos want there. that to be me. I mean, come on. Yeah. Everybody would be like, oh, he is the worst. It's a little concerning when you see kind of the uh, laxed attitude on spring break. And, and I can just only chalk it up to ignorance, not like horrible human pe- beings. But, you know, what do I know? I know. Uh, so as you hear this podcast, it's being uploaded on, on a Monday. On Saturday, mm-hmm. our governor had issued a shelter in place, like a lockdown of the state. So now oh. everything is, is shut down with the exception of essential like retail, food, uh, laundromats are open, uh, like your local Lowe's is open, uh, plumbers okay. and electricians can report to work and people on the front line. So yeah, it's a little bit of a change of pace. Really not anything different that we've been doing over the past week because we've been just being careful with the kids being home from school and, and do, you know practicing our social distancing. But just knowing that some of your liberties that you take advantage of on a day-to-day basis are now kind of restrained or cut back or taken away. It really took me about two days to kind of... Um, just process it and now there's this weird kind of sense of freedom that within my house i'm paying attention to more things like i'm making sure things are are more clean and organized because i know there's really no escape for me i'm not going to go out and go to the movies or i'm not going to go to a baseball game so we've been uh in our own little areas and the first couple days we were kind of at each other's throats and i wasn't sure if if we were going to get out of the house ever again alive but i'm not as much of a liberal wiper nowadays in the last two weeks that is true too i I'm very, very, very efficient with my wiping now. Yes. One must be efficient. Okay. I, I do not blame you one bit, but... I don't know where to segue from that, buddy. Neither do I. ass wiping. But. A couple things went through my head there, and it's probably not appropriate for the podcast, but... <laughs> all in all, listen, this is the thing. Listen, pinball land. We're going to get through this, everybody, as a community and outside of the community. Everything's going to be fine. You might have some ups and downs. Stay the course. If there's anything that we can do, just reach out to us at the pinball network at gmail.com. We're happy to take your correspondence. And if there's something that we can do to help, happy to do that too. I know there's some concerns about barcades and whatnot, and we could talk about that a little bit later down in the show. But, uh, you know, we're all into in, in this together, and uh, we're, we're all going to be okay. So let's just You're weather the such storm. such a good ambassador. Yes, yes. Bravo. As are you, Mr. Many. I appreciate it. But let's I'm get talking the about show having going, sex and wiping butts. Yeah, let's get it rolling. Let's, let's, let's get into the news. You ready? It's time for TPN Industry News. Chris Chandler here with your Deep Root Industry Update. After years of buildup leading to a much-anticipated launch, Deep Root announced on March 16th 
that they would have to postpone their launch. In an interview with Jeff Patterson on This Week in Pinball, Robert Mueller cited a few reasons for the delay. He mentioned, quote, it will take a long time for the economy and supply chains to recover, end quote. As to whether Deep Root is eager to continue with the launch, Robert said, quote, we're not too concerned about sales in the short term. Even anemic sales would bypass our manufacturing capacity for some time until we can rebuild the supply chain, unquote. Which means that even if they pressed ahead with the launch, they wouldn't be able to manufacture any pins anyway. And that, of course, discounts whether or not the city of San Antonio would even let them keep the doors open, as the governor of Texas has forced closure of many non-essential businesses. Regarding what the launch would look like, Robert said, quote, I expect our postponed launch will be virtual only next time, with multiple media outlets providing follow-ups, end quote. So, make sure to stay tuned to the Pinball Show's future coverage. We did have a roundtable-style panel prepped prior to the cancellation, so we hope to get you some great interview content as soon as the Deep Room team is ready. Robert also mentioned in the TWIP interview that, quote, we were planning to outline the first of 13 titles of licensed and unlicensed games. We may or may not still do that. We'll see how things go between now and the postponed launch date, end quote. To quote my esteemed colleague Craig Bobby, we shall wait and see. With your Deep Root Industry Update, this is Chris Chandler. Stay safe, pinball land. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack Update. It looks like there's another Pirates of the Caribbean code update coming. It looks like this is set to be a large update, with several of the characters being tweaked and some of the less popular characters being boosted for more game time play. It also looks like this might include a long-awaited edition of a final wizard mode. This would take their code version from .99 to 1.0. Let's hope that that final complete code version is released soon. Jersey Jack proclaims Butch Peel to be their pinball tech wizard, and he's recently released another video on the Jersey Jack Facebook website. This video is part of a series on the basics of common playfield assemblies and is focused on slingshots. He provides an in-depth look at the slingshot, how it works, how it functions, and how he's incorporated it into Jersey Jack machines. It's definitely worth a view. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack Update. Hello again from Dr. John and welcome to this week's Spooky Haggis Industry Talk. Well, it's all about the virus out there and how it's affecting everybody, including Spooky, uh, with the state of Illinois being put on lockdown. So no parts coming in, no games going out, which is a great shame because Spooky's just spent the weekend moving into their new factory which is all geared up with increased production rates, maybe, but everything is really under the one roof now with powder coating, play fields, cabinets, all going on in the one location. Don't expect many leaks from Spooky in the future with titles coming out. Damien, luckily, is hard at work down at Haggis, producing more production games and fulfilling orders as they are coming in. Don't forget that show special is still on, and with our dollar being Tanking around the 55, we uh, like the US dollars coming in. Thank you very much. So remember, that's about 6250 for a fully featured Haggis game. Well, hopefully things will look better and pinball will pick up. But keep streaming, keep watching the streams, and keep playing pinball. See you later. Oh, 
always good hearing from the correspondents. Thanks, guys, for your submissions. We'll discuss everything here on the show. I did want to go ahead and jump to uh, Jerry in Multimorphic P3. Now they want Jerry. Have, I don't care what you think, Jerry. There uh, it is. <laughs> so essentially, we've got a new game from P3 now. It's something that he's been hyping over the last several weeks. With TPF not coming to fruition, he wasn't able to bring that game for the reveal. But the name of the game is Heist. And mm-hmm. I know, Zach, uh, you've kind of really looked into this game. As a distributor, I don't know what your plans are with the game. But what did you think of Heist when you first saw it? We saw kind of a teaser video that was released a couple days ago. And then just recently, we saw a soft reveal stream of uh, Heist. We did by uh, Nick Baldridge, I believe. So go check that out. EM only bingo podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Yep. But uh, and special shout out to Jeff Patterson at This Week in Pinball. He did a deep dive on this. That's what I'm looking at right now. An in depth overview of the machine, some features, rules, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as I'm looking at this, we've got a brand new P3 multimorphic game with a new play field in the back and it is a world under glass it is a cityscape Uh, and you can interact with buildings you can lock balls you can uh, go up ramps that look like railways there's a crane that moves there's a third flipper for a multimorphic game holy crap and you know and for those of you that may not be familiar with p3 multimorphic the play field is an actual lcd screen Mm -hmm. okay in which you've got graphical overlays and 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 then typically you've got mechs that are on the top half of the play field that will interact with the ball and then you've got your flippers on the uh the bottom third of the play field uh, customary like an italian bottom and there are s- sensors along that play field. So not only is it an LCD screen, but the ball can interact with items placed on that LCD screen, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Ball trails, it can track the ball. A really cool system that just, in my opinion, hasn't caught that killer game yet is Heist It. What do you think, Craig Bobby? We'll have to wait and see. Now, Heist is a non-licensed theme. And, and I think mm-hmm. the call recently, or at least based on what we've seen as far as games performing, non-licensed themes seem to start behind the rest of the pack and compared to licensed themes. So with Heist being the newest and greatest from Multimorphic. Yeah, and with, you said they, they start late and they, sales-wise, I don't think they do as well. All around, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the manufacturer is, unlicensed themes just do not sell as well. Jeff Patterson has in the deep dive here the story of Heist. I'm going to read this. It says... The playfield is an intricate build of Ocean City, which has been taken over by Mr. Big, an evil overlord that controls everything in town, including the police. Your goal is to help the heroine Maggie Machado recruit the crew, run various jobs, avoid the cops, and teach Mr. Big a long overdue lesson. How about that? You hyped for heist? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. So as I'm looking at the playfield here, I see some pretty cool shots, especially with that upper third uh, flipper. Now, this upper third flipper, once you install it, to my knowledge, you can leave it in there. It is a $250 upgrade, but you can leave it in there and just disable it for the other platforms that don't utilize uh, that upper flipper. Oh, cool. It is World Under Glass. It was designed by Steven Silver, um, who I don't know if he's new to pinball. I don't know enough about Steven Silver's background artwork is jose fernandez and my ignorance here is shining through i'm not sure it looks like the newer lexi Lightspeed artwork similar to that uh, mm-hmm. so if you guys are fans of that you'll like this type of uh, original artwork um, looking at the game itself when i'm looking at the art ken uh, if we're starting just with art really quick i think yeah it's yeah it's good 
You know what it reminds me of? Kind of like a Grand Theft Auto almost feel to it. Maybe a little bit more cartoony, Ah, but like there's that stylistic approach. I I, I think so. If Grand Theft Auto and Dialed In had a baby, they'd have a little heist baby. (laughs) That could be it, man. I like that. Yeah, so uh, RGB throughout, which I think is really neat. I like the premise of the game. The premise of the game is basically just like anyone's favorite heist film. You son of a bitch. I'm in. So you're trying to build this crew up, and then each crew is in and of itself, I think, a mode. Uh, there's four multiballs in the game as well, but you're trying to build this crew up, and once you have everybody assembled, then you go after Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. Now, every time I think of Mr. Big, unfortunately, I think of... <clears throat> Hold on, little girl! Broken head to come to you! Stand up, little girl! I love how you start the song. I'm watching you on Skype. You grab the studio headphones like you're in a recording studio. You, you got them both covering the ears. Come on, baby. Come on over. Holy cow, man. Uh, that was awesome. Hey, Ken, look. I'm the one that wants to be with you. I mean, that's what I think of when I think of Mr. Thanks, man. Is that Mr. I think that was Mr. B. So, uh, the crane. Do we need another crane in pinball, King Cromwell? Is the crane, is that the big, unbelievable mech that uh, Jerry so. had been teasing that he said it has I never been done? So, so yeah. okay. I mean, th- the thing that's impressive about the crane is that it goes left and right, but it also extends, like, telescopically comes towards the player and back. It grows, um, yeah. <laughs> it grows. It does grow. The sweep, sweep pitch and extension. So listen, so when I look at these pinball machines, and I just so recently think of like Hot Wheels, right? Like my the first kind of glance at it, uh, you kind of just take it all in and without really seeing the shot. Now, in the teaser video that I saw, it was kind of like quick takes. You couldn't really get an overall. It wasn't like a pinball stream. It was just like a like a mm-hmm. teaser, like a preview of the game. I like those promo videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it generates excitement. And guess what? It makes you want to find out more about the pin. When I look at what's on the play field, though, so there's something about like a cityscape for me that I like. Mm-hmm. Like I like skylines. I like seeing stuff kind of packed in a city format. And this is like a city yeah. under glass. I'm really impressed with what I'm looking at on the uh, upper third of the play field. It, it's packed. It's got a lot of cool things going on. It's got tunnels. It's got ramps. It's got wire forms. It looks like you're playing into a city. And when you look at the mm-hmm. LCD image and you kind of see how you're going over a cityscape. Um, yeah, the roads and stuff. presents pretty well, in my opinion. Now, again, I'm not in front of the game. I'm not flipping the game. I don't know how fun it is to flip. Mm-hmm. But, again... From what I expect out of Multimorphic and what they've shown on other populated playfields, this has uh, at least met my expectations or and probably surpassed them on what I was thinking was going to happen with this next release. From far back, you think, oh, this looks like a blast to shoot. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. When you do the when you do the original theming or the unlicensed theme, it. <laughs> It all still falls. I don't think it falls on code. It all falls on. Do you feel swept up by the characters, by the storyline? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to make this thing either hit a home run or it's just going to be, a, you know, another mediocre release from P3 Multimorphic and Jerry over there. So if we can fall in love with the mastermind, uh, Maggie Machado, if you can fall in love with them, it seems like every character has their own little, their own little power. I don't know. I will say, though, just reading different forums on Facebook and Pinside, people are really excited about this pin. They are liking what they're seeing, and I still think a lot of it comes down 
to that well-placed and well-developed promo video. It shows you everything you need to know. It shows you everything you need to see to get excited with not too much and not too little. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking because you're able to kind of bring a little bit more of a, of a gaming, video gaming aspect to this type of a pinball machine using the LCD, you think about a lot of video games, some of the more successful video games, and I just took uh, Grand Theft Auto for an example. That wasn't a licensed mm-hmm. theme. I mean, that was that was an individually um, a good point. constructed kind of game. So I can see and I can't predict, but I can I wouldn't be shocked if the storyline behind these characters appeal to a lot of people because there is kind of a, a video gaming aspect and and the point that there's also pinball being integrated within this game or vice versa maybe this game not being licensed performs a little bit better than some other unlicensed pins that we're used to seeing uh, that are just solely pinball dedicated my prediction would be that this title alone sells more units than any title combined from multimorphic the thing that that holds me back on multimorphic uh, is right now because this is a game that i would like to play right but it's like mm-hmm. what do you need to invest in order to get yourself going with a multimorphic machine you're not going to get in at fifty seven hundred dollars and start playing heist you are in for what is it ten thousand dollars twelve thousand dollars to get yourself into a into a well, uh, i'm glad you asked ken okay well i mean in a way, i wasn't segueing for you to sell games and i and i know you know that but this is the advantage that we have having a Fine. distributor here because you do distribute for multimorphic. So like Get if I want from Kingpin, if I want JJ, buy, if I want to buy Heist, if I want this to be my first multimorphic pin, I don't need to have an existing multimorphic pin where I'm just buying the add-on. I can jump in on a Heist multimorphic combo, correct? Like this can be my first game. Absolutely. You can start out with the the main system, the P3 with one game. You can choose that game to be Heist. Cosmic Kart Racing, Lexi Lightspeed, Cannon Lagoon, whatever you would like, and that's ninety nine ninety five plus shipping. Mm. So you're 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 in right at about ten thousand dollars. Now he does have some specials going on right now. I think until April nineteenth, where you can buy Heist as your first multimorphic game, get the machine and everything, and they will throw in uh, the LCD screen on the back box. Uh, as an added benefit for you know included in that price and that that is a big savings you get all this for just 19.95 but call in the next 20 minutes and we'll supersize your oxyclean from a two and a half pound tub to a whopping six pound bucket so then he has some specials like you buy two game bundle with the back box display that's 12.995 i don't don't understand the back box display are you talking about like there's so it's a translate it's it's yeah, it's a regular translate. But okay. if you want to, you can put an LCD screen very similar and akin to Jersey Jack Pinball. You can upgrade your back box display to have an LCD screen back there. So does it animate uh, or does it just let you change the image for the translate on the LCD? No, it's uh, it's fully animated. So it, okay. it's going to give you information up there as well. Gotcha. I don't know. I, I don't well, know. The th- here's the kicker. If he can get enough games that people enjoy, Heist might be one of them. Now that Cosmic Mm -hmm. Kart Racing, as a reminder to the listener, has a 2.0 code system where instead of being that typical racer format, video game format, it is more geared more towards a pinball player with modes and different things. So if you take those two into account, plus your Lexi Lightspeed, which is all intents and purposes, that's a good game. It's a fun game. That's a good game. Yeah, a lot of fun modes there. But if you take those three games, you bundle them together with the back box display at a special of fourteen nine nine five. You split that up between three, 
we're now at $5,000 a machine, plus you're saving the space of three machines. We're okay. not getting bad at that point. But you got to call now. Here's how to order. That's true. That's true, because you're at, what, $2,500 for a modular add-on for the pin. Is that how that works? $2,500 for the for the extra play field. For Heist, it's $2,750 because you're adding that $250 upper flipper yeah, assembly. Okay. But, yeah, you're at $5,000. Every game you add thereafter hmm. is going to be about $2,500. So those are much cheaper than even uh, the lowest on the mark right now, Stern Pro. Do you have but any you got to love these games. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Um, do you have any experience in swapping play fields? Like, about how long does it I take? Do. So if I want to go from Heist to Lexi Lightspeed and back to Heist... I mean, what am I looking at? I always commend Jerry for being for creating the ultimately engineered pinball machine because it literally is maybe thirty seconds. It's not. I mean, it's not much oh, at wow. all. You, yeah, you unplug a couple wires, you flip a couple clips, pull it right out. That's it. Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. You just set it and forget it. I, I, I'll give him credit there. It's you know, it is it's, an engineering marvel. It's too bad that he wasn't able to reveal a TPF because then we saw uh, Nick Baldridge, yeah. the re- like the soft reveal stream. And is that is that kind of what they're doing then? Is is Nick going to be kind of the uh, the guy that's going to be streaming the game? Well, Nick is really adamant about the system in itself. Uh, mm-hmm. He's friends with Jerry, so and he's even developing his own homebrew uh, essentially for the multimorphic. So I'm sure he has a machine. He has access to heist uh, and it w- it made the most sense for him to stream it and even yeah. nick said he's not the uh, an expert streamer or anything so the stream was a bit rough um it was hard really to tell what was going on um so not the strongest showing there but uh, well it's hard to he, stream multimorphic too is. because there's a lot of variables that you have to take into jason fowler used to stream multimorphic uh over at slap mm-hmm. save and uh and and again even though you're kind of looking at everything Everything kind of flattens out on an overhead view, so I think you really benefit from the depth of being in front of the mm-hmm. game, just like you do on any other machine, I suppose. But uh, this one with the LCD playfield adds a whole other variable into the stream. I guess the big feature is the crane. It, it does have a magnet. It can catch a ball, pick up a ball. It can drop a ball. I think it may be, uh, may be player controllable on some modes. I'm not sure. It just says something about this being an extremely versatile mech that's integrated in many ways throughout the gameplay that's exciting i just the, uh, man if if other games didn't already utilize a damn crane that feels just a little bit i don't know lackluster well i it mean fits this better than any game yeah because you think of of batman batman 66 um yeah you think of last action hero mm-hmm. yep last action hero so well this crane is silver it's not yellow so there's that going for it. I mean, yeah. it does a lot more. So Junkyard, I think, has a crane. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. There are a lot of cranes in games. Uh, this was like a super crane, though. It's the Cadillac of pinball cranes. Okay. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt about it. So I don't know, man. I, I Again, too bad TPF wasn't there for, the, uh, for people to kind of get on the game because we don't know when the next pinball show is going to take place, and I don't know where else Jerry travels to bring P3. I think a lot of times... Once this security lift is up for Illinois, why wouldn't he just... You know, send King Cromwell one to stream. Yeah, I'll take one to stream. I don't know that that's how that works though, because I uh, you would I know stream was, the hell out of that game. I'll stream the hell out of anything, assuming that the people want to see it. You know, that's just how it is. And the the exciting thing, Ken, is that I think they're ready to ship. Okay, interesting. So yeah. I mean, you can grab one and pretty quickly, huh? So I do think they're on the line. Like, but right now, Multimorphic is employees are at home. 
So when I asked about availability, they said as soon as they get back, they'll be ready to start shipping out. The one thing I did want to bring up, and we bring that we're media, so we need to bring this up, is mm-hmm. the rollout was a little bit weird again, especially from a dealer standpoint. This is the second reveal from a manufacturer in a row that dealers didn't know about it prior to it just coming out. I had to jump on Facebook again and be like, holy crap, I wasn't prepped for this. I don't know what this costs. I don't know the availability. And I was scrambling again. And maybe it's just me being a whiny but I don't know, man. It just, can dealers not, because it feels like it's like, well, they sell direct, plus they sell through dealers. I always, I almost want to tell some of these manufacturers, shit or get off the pot. Like, are you guys selling direct or are dealers selling? Because why do you guys get a head start on selling all these things before you give us the information oh, to get the I see what Like, what? Like, is that is that petty of me to bring up? <laughs> they sell everything they can, and then they pass off the. Uh, I don't. I don't remainder. know. Is that how it that just, works? I don't even know. It just felt weird. It felt yeah. like that. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being petty. It just feels like if I'm selling a product, I need to know about the product before everybody else does. That's well, all. and I'm just looking at it from like a customer standpoint, right? So if I see, for instance, I see a reveal stream or a reveal video, and I'm like, wow, I think pinball is a very um, emotional purchase. Like right when it's mm-hmm. when, when it's in your mind to buy it, you want to be able to buy it. So then I call my distributor, and uh, they're like, well, we don't even have pricing. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah. my distributor's out of the loop, so I'm going to call another distributor who doesn't have pricing. And then I call a third distributor who doesn't have pricing. Now I'm like, wow, I can't even buy this thing. So then you kind of sit and wait. You lose some excitement. There's not that sense of urgency anymore because you tried to buy a game that was revealed, and you just simply yeah. can't do it. And it kind of... I can see where it would put a distributor on the spot, too, because it makes you look like you're not prepared, right? It makes you look like that you're not adequate and able to kind of take care of my order. Mm -hmm. And damn it, I'm prepared. What did you say? The first thing you said was, I go to my distributor and I ask about it and they don't have pricing. I think, well, my distributor's out of the loop. That's never a good thing for us dealers. Like, What the hell do we do? We we don't need that. So, yeah, that's that's troubling. But um, they're still for sale and everybody can go out and and get one now. So you talk about how there might be delays in getting the game out with the manufacturing core maybe not being able to work or being sent home. But that's happening industry-wide right now as we take yeah. a look. Stern Pinball just recently said, hey, listen, we got to shut it down. And that's because of the governor ordered Illinois order that says, hey, uh, unless you're an essential business, you got to shut it down. Spooky Pinball's in Wisconsin, and they can't really continue with their manufacturing once they run out of their uh, source parts because Pinball Life, which is a huge yeah. supply chain for them, resides in Illinois. Now, now Pinball Life also has to shut down, so now Spooky doesn't have their supply chain. Jersey Jack Pinball, they are in a state... Well, they are moving right now. They're in a Jersey, move, or yeah. They're getting ready to move, so you know that's on hiatus, I'm assuming. Uh, CGC's got to go on hiatus again. They're not something that's uh, you know life saving business. So pinball, for all intents and purposes, has shut down. You've got Deep Root that said, you know, we're not even going to do our reveal thing at this point. It doesn't doesn't really make sense. Uh, I think that was smart. It was the safe thing to do for not only their staff but anybody that might have attended. Yeah, it's just really weird times. Essentially, pinball manufacturing shut down for oh, the, my indefinitely now. Depending on what happens in the United States and, and, and how we are able to adapt and kind of slow the curve, so to speak, maybe we see manufacturing up and running. I, I would say the most optimistically would be maybe three or four weeks. But I would say probably looking at least 90 days uh, before you really are able to kind of get back into the swing of things. Whew, got there hot are games in here all that are, of a sudden. And then it brings me back into like 
it's got to be tough because think about this, right? American Pinball, they show Hot Wheels. And I want to talk about American Pinball for a second. Um, Multimorphic shows Heist, but now you can't really make them. If you've got something that's made and you can get them out the door, you got to do it fast. But then there's going to be this wait, this hiatus. And uh, we talk about 90 days from announcing a pin to getting it in your house. Oh. Now, this is kind of different because you're not going to have another manufacturer that's going to sneak a release in while you're waiting to get yours. But now, does your game become old news because it's just been sitting on the pile for months and months and months, potentially? American Pinball, what can they do at this point? They went ahead and, and TPF, again, canceling, so they don't have that reveal. We did see another teaser video and some kind of Facebook or cell phone footage of the game. Mm-hmm. What do you, if you, let's just say if you're American Pinball at this point, what's your next step? What do you do? Do you pull the game and say, hey, what can they we're not going to talk about this again and, until we can get the production line going? Are there games made at American Pinball? Nah, can they I, ship some out? I think that uh, the cat's out of the bag. You can't, can't stuff the cat back in the box, nor should you. That's cruel. What right. they do is they need to get some marketing materials out and they need to find a way to make these games. Now that's easier said than done when Illinois is essentially shut down, but I do know for a fact that there appears to be some Hot Wheels on the line there over at uh, American Pinball. I don't know if that's at the new factory, that's at the old factory. I'm so confused with uh, with that move. We do have pricing as well on Hot Wheels at 62.95 plus shipping. And a pretty commendable price there. Now we're now we're flirting with the Stern Pros of the world and a licensed theme that may be not uh, heralded by everyone, but it's still a licensed theme that some would argue is better than their other two non-licensed themes. I don't know what American Pinball does with this second reveal, because the first one didn't feel like much of a reveal. I do know this, Ken. Uh, you and I have been talking with American Pinball and the individuals over there about assisting with some media stuff, haven't we? Yeah, it's exciting to uh, be able to potentially help. But, I mean, at this point, I don't know what even makes sense. Um, yeah. I think it would be kind of fun if during this time, if they did have some things that they could kind of trickle out just to kind of allow further interest and kind of get to know more and more about the game. But I mean, for the, you're kind of handcuffed. I mean, you're at the mm-hmm. mercy of what the state's going to allow you to do. I don't even know if you, if you can ship games out of the state, right? Like, so for instance, Probably let's say not. they have 20 of these ready to go. I mean, nobody can go to American pinball and set up a shipment where a truck's going to come out of a dock and ship these pinball machines. So, nope. I mean, they're just kind of there. I can just see B- Joe Balser by himself just building these games day after day. <laughs> no, I, Hello. I don't know how that works either. It's As a pinball manufacturer, like if you're on the line, it's not like you're going to take home and build wire harnesses out of your house over the next few weeks but, or months. But, but the coders can Code. still work. Yes. Code. And that's where I was Why going Why not take this time, get that code where it needs to be? This is kind of – this is – even more reason to get that code where it needs to be whenever these start shipping and then have a plan in action. None of this confusion and planning once you get back to work. Now's the time to start planning for your media to come up and do whatever they need to do to help promote this game. Now's your time to set up scheduling for when what games are going out. Now's your time to contact these dealers and saying, hey, you know, how many are we looking at right now? What, you know, trying to get a gauge on to how many to build, how many parts to order if they've not already been ordered. Now is the planning time and it's the perfect time to start. And a lot of times you're not, you don't have that opportunity to kind of take two or three weeks without worrying about, you know, your supply nope. chain or without worrying about your manufacturing. Like you can do a lot you're of You're putting out fires. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting point. That's a way to you know spin a positive out of a out of a negative. So, mm-hmm. and and I think some discussion in the pinball circuit or world has been uh, concerned. You know, do these manufacturers survive a, mm. a workforce stoppage, a manufacturing halt? And uh, I would say that they all potentially can pull out of this. It's just I think that we depends may on see, how long. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. There's a lot of variables. There's not any company that that I think of right now that's making pinball machines where I'm like, oh, well, they're they're never going to get out of. They're doomed. There's just there just mm. isn't. I I think that there's got to be some type of a long term plan in place. And if we're talking weeks versus months, that makes a big difference too. Uh, do you have any unforeseeable concerns about anything that's out there pinball wise as not coming back from from something like this? I think most directly impacted probably more so distributors, operators, and barcade owners. It's probably yeah. where your main concerns are. If, if those are, you know, livelihoods for any of those individuals, that's going to be tough. Man, these these operators, I don't know, I don't know how they're doing it. The dealer, uh, from a dealing perspective, it's tough. It's really yeah. tough because we get, we get a memo from Stern Pinball that says, "Hey, we're delaying heavy metal. Um, we are delaying and halting all production right now, mm-hmm. and there's no games going out." Even if we even if we've got inventory, there's no games going out. So then it's if you have been lean throughout the beginning of the year trying to have a low inventory prepping for that next title, uh oh. Now what are you gonna do whenever you a have customer no surplus? Says, hey, yeah. Yeah. Do you have an do you have an Iron Man? Do you have a Deadpool? That's where there there seems to be even more for better or worse, separation between your big dealers that have these big loads of inventory versus your smaller guys and gals that don't have as much but try to do uh, as much quality work as they can so that's terrifying i think ken if this thing for some odd reason goes six months then i think we quest then we i i don't know who's left standing serum pinball will be but you know jersey jack sure they would be if they decide they want to continue with that, that's they get the thing. If they moves, choose to, you know, that at that point, if they right. choose to, how lucrative is pinball uh, after six months of doing nothing? I, I don't know either. I don't know. That's a tough call. Even even Haggis. Think about Haggis Pinball, Damien, mm-hmm. and them over there in Australia. They've been they've been like this is the climax right now. TPF showing a couple production ready machines, show specials. This is killer. Now, did you did you hear Doctor John? He did he call into your stream the other night, or he? Uh, I, I heard him teasing more about that third option on a play field. Yeah, he not to he did get a soft topic, but yeah, kind of kind of interests me because he uh, sounds like you've got your wood, you've got your acrylic that doesn't yellow or dimple. And this is for and Celts. They're play field options. Yeah, right. Yeah, he said a third option that would make myself very happy. And we kind of guessed it. He wouldn't let us know if it's true, but it is. <laughs> he it said is. the third option may sound like a clear coated over the acrylic. Makes sense. Wait a minute. Clear coat over acrylic that doesn't damage. <gasps> so it plays like a regular pinball machine. Clear coat over wood. Holy shit. I'm in. That makes per- it makes a lot of sense because the ball is interacting with that clear coat. It's more so than, uh, you know, going directly on bare wood. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. It's it's kind of a genius Woo. move. I don't know why I never even thought of that as an option, but good for them. I could care less for the theme, but now I'm excited. Now, Damien, you got me excited. I don't yeah. know why you're offering the two other levels, to be honest with you. Just throw that shit out. This is the paramount. This is the best. And it's no extra cost, so why not just do all clear-coated acrylic play field uh, uh, Celts? 
Stop wasting your time on the other stuff. I would love to be able to kind of have all three versions lined up on three different machines and then be able to play all three and then really Ooh, see what the idea. main difference is. That would be fun to do. I don't have a lot of experience playing on hardtops and whatnot, but I have done it before. I don't know. Every machine plays different anyway, so it'd be a good comparison yeah. side by side by side. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all these people. Spooky, they're moving to a bigger facility. Maybe timing was perfect there. But like you said, my Rick and Morty's delayed. And, you know, that, that makes me sad. And that was interesting, too. I didn't know that Spooky was in the process of uh, moving. I guess they can move their whole facility in a matter of days. And then uh, <laughs> and now they've got kind of a shutdown. So Spooky, if anything else. Easy for you to say. I was ready for my Rick and Morty. I know. Well, I'm sure a lot of people were waiting. And they were hoping they'd in before lock, so to speak, right? It's like you want to get that game. And if you're going to go to, oh. to statewide lockdown, at least you've got a game that you can deep dive into. So as far as I know, Spooky is still shipping games, right? Because Wisconsin's not in any type of a uh, like statewide lockdown, so games can That's still be shipped. That's a good shipped. point, yeah. I don't know and how And they that... do have parts ordered. <gasps> yeah, Maybe I'm sure that they just still. didn't run out of their very last part to build a pinball machine. I'm sure they can still assemble some games. Stupid spaceship is probably what they're waiting on. But it's, it's, but it's amazing. I mean, think about all the things that are happening newswide in pinball and then globally and how each one impacts one another. There's just a lot of variables, a lot of what Everything's if. just going to shit. No, it's not. Everything's going to be fine. Yes, it it's is. Just, it's a little bit. If I'm anything else. I'm just thinking else, of pinball market trends right now, and I'm like, trending. Oh, my God. That's what it feels like. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it doesn't. It's, 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 it's going to be okay. You okay? <sighs> you relax. Don't worry. It's not, like you're, it's not like you're a pinball distributor or anything. Con, give me a Xanax. <laughs> oh, no. And some, a bottle of Malort. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. man. Thanks, sweetie. Yeah. That, that's that's when you're low times when you're when you're tapping off on the bottle of uh, of Malort. <laughs> you, you spoke about code and programmers being able to kind of sit home and work from home. Dwight Sullivan uh, called into the stream the other night and he said that's exactly what he's doing. He's packing up Ooh. his computer or he's got a, a laptop on the way that's going to come and he's going to be working from home. So he's currently working on on his. Did he say game. what he's working on? He did not say what he was working on. Oh man. But programmers are able to do that. But guess what? There are other people that are not professionally employed by pinball manufacturers that are also hard at work, and that's going to be like your mod makers. And for instance, mm -hmm. uh, there was a pinside thread that I saw with an announcement. A new uh, Cleveland <gasps> audio mod for Stranger Things is not only being worked on, but is has a kind of a, a release going on right now, too. And that's, that's pretty excited. Uh, Kevin Cleveland at Mac.com. Can we give that out? Or is... Should we give that out? I think we should because here's the, here's the thing. If anybody owns a game with a Cleveland Sound mod on it, i.e., can you explain what that is? The world, I because we know what it is, but I mm -hmm. guarantee there's somebody out there and they're like a, a Cleveland Sound okay. mod. What, what does that even mean? What does that do? Would you mind going through that? So on a lot of these newer pinball machines. At times, it can be tough, I would think, I'm, I'm guessing, to get some of the assets, like the songs from a film or from a TV show, call-outs from a film or a TV show. Uh, so, what an individual, individuals on Pinside will make their own sound ROMs, where you can upload different sounds, different songs, to be integrated into that game that maybe you weren't as happy with, or that you want to fill out even more with some of your favorite moments from the film or TV show. Uh, so Cleland, Cleland is the kind of the Pinside's favorite sound mod guy because he creates these full mixes. I remember Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody was like, 
Stern, mm, we yeah. love that you gave us some of those 80 songs, but damn it, we want more. We want call-outs from the film, not the sound-alike. So what Cleland does is he painstakingly goes through, and it is a difficult process because I learned uh, more about it during the Guardian's release as a beta coder, but he he goes through and he re- enhances the entire sound package so that you get those call-outs that you're accustomed to. You get these songs uh, from the film. You get the sound effects from the film, and it totally transforms in a lot of situations, totally transforms that gameplay. So we had Guardians of the Galaxy. Walking Dead was a Cleland masterpiece, and now when he announces that he's doing it for Stranger Things, a game, Ken, that you and I are both in love with, I'm so thankful. But the reason that we should give out his email, because he doesn't ask for money. There's so much freaking time that goes into this, and I don't want Cleland going anywhere. So I asked him on the pin side thread, I said, Cleland, do you mind giving us your PayPal address? That way, if anybody owns one of these games, they can show you a little thank you. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar. It doesn't matter if it's $50. But these things can and have the ability to transform a game, in whether it's your game room or on location. So Kevin Cleland, K-E-V-I-N-C-L-E-L-A-N-D at Mac.com is a PayPal address. Shoot him a thank you if you have that because you guys know how special some of these mixes are. And he's, he will just continue. He said it's a .86 code stranger things. He'll continue to enhance it all the way past 1.0 because he's dedicated and already, Ken, we've got things like the music, right? We didn't get a lot of the music from the Stern pen. It uh, would have been impossible to just get all the licensing oh, for all yeah, the music. Of course. Because it's a strong audio package on Stranger Things. I mean, as is, especially oh, effects. It's so I mean, it good. Sounds, it's killer. It really, really is. Yeah. So and this he, is just going to take just it to the next level. It. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we get things like Devo's Whip It. Whip it. Whip it good. During Quarter Hunt. So in each mode is like a song from the, the series. I love the high score music, Don't Mess Around with Jim. Uh, it's a, a lot of people's cult favorite uh, song during that film. But even the call outs, instead of things like, okay, you get, why don't you go ahead and go home? Remember, wasn't that, uh, I don't know, I, I, Nancy? Lost, I didn't know what the hell was going was, on there for a second. There was a was pause, Nancy. and then you started spouting off some stuff. It's waiting for your uh, head to spin around and throw up all over the place. It was uh, borderline exercise. I don't know, but he did He did remark, sorry, I geek out about this kind of stuff because I love these Cleveland mods. Uh, he did say it does contain some expletive, so it might not be suitable for all home environments. Dustin, for example, says we're in deep shit. Lucas says don't be such a I mean, come on. Yeah, but you know what? And, and for instance, if that's not your cup of tea, you can reach out to him and be like, hey, is there anything that I can do to maybe help, maybe alter some of that so it can be more family mm-hmm. friendly? And I guarantee he would be able to help you out and you can help him out at the email address that he gave you. So he does mm-hmm. custom requests and and I think those are maybe, uh, I don't know how that transaction works out, but reach out to him because yeah. it's, you're essentially, you're changing what's going on on your SD card. So you can swap out your original SD card with uh, another game image that has those audio files uploaded so that you can kind of swap your SD cards in and out yeah. back to the original and back to the modified. You're not, aff- and, yeah, you're uh, not and again, negatively affecting the factory. Nope. It, he doesn't ask anything for that. It, it's, it's absolutely free and it's fun and it's different. Whereas like on the older Bally Williams stuff, you would have to have, you know, an easy way to do that would be getting a pin soundboard. And pins out, and it's like it's like a four hundred dollar board that goes in, oh, yeah. and then you're kind of dragging and dropping files and doing your own mix. This is already for you; it doesn't require another board. Uh, yeah, uh, this and, is something that is truth for be us. Told, I freaking love pin sound. I've had some a ton oh, of fun with yeah. pin sound, but changing the audio package or just changing callouts or or swapping different songs 
can really That's change fun. the whole way in which you experience Pinball Machine. And I think it'll really make you understand how important that audio package is. So, you know, hats off to the sound engineers that are working at the pinball companies and hats off to Kevin Cleland for, uh, you know, expanding on what the sound en- engineers are kind of handcuffed with regarding the mm-hmm. license. So. Yeah, and if you like what he's doing, go ahead and just throw him a little tip. I, I guarantee he will greatly appreciate it. He even said in the forum, he's like, look, guys, there's so much going on right now. I don't need any money. He's like, but that being said, I did get, he's uh, like laid off a month or something, or he's been mm-hmm. out of work a month because of all this stuff. So, uh, thank you, Kevin Cleland. Yeah, man. I, the one thing I know about Kevin Cleland and his audio packages, that guy, he's been trending up for a long time. How did I, how did I do this without you? Come one, come all. The Pinball Show presents Pinball Market Trends. Oh, still has the pizzazz. I didn't know. I thought I'd been down a little bit. Hmm. I'm on the record officially. I do enjoy the Pinball Market Trends. There was a question on uh, inside. <laughs> that was my fault. About, about my uh, loyalty and appreciation of the Pinball Market Trends. Uh, read my lips. I enjoy Pinball Market Trends. Ken Cromwell, the Pinball Show. Okay, kind of fooled us last week a little bit. No, it, it's good. I, I'm on board. It's good as Speaking of on board, trending up this week is actually holistically pinball machine rentals. Have you seen this, Cromwell? Yeah. A lot of your arcades, a lot of your dealers in the showrooms, they are saying, you know what? I know it's not a great time to be buying pinball machines for some of you. Some of you are worried, so we're going to help you out. But you're bunkered up. You've got nowhere to go. You've got nothing to do. We'll make sure you can play pinball, not by selling you a pinball machine. We'd love to do that, but we'll rent you a pinball machine. So you see uh, different people like JJ from Game Exchange renting pinball. These are like newer machines, monthly rentals. Some of them do like a rent to own. Some of these barcades, it's really smart for them to do that as well. Because if you're shut down, there's nothing to do. Those are just collecting dust. Why not try to keep revenue up? by getting some of those pinball machines into local homes so that they can rent them. It's a win-win for everybody. So trending up is the idea of renting out pinball machines. So much so, I think if this is successful, Cromwell, we might see this post-COVID-19 kind of stuff. This might be be a thing from now on. You know, and and arguably, some gentle home use isn't going to put the wear and tear on a machine that it's going to take on while it's en route. So, I mean, it's a good way to kind of maintain a little bit of uh, cash flow while times are down. And I could totally see me doing that. I also think it's fun that when you do have money that, let's say you've rented a pinball machine for Mm -hmm. two, three months and you've got six, seven hundred dollars in rentals, if you're able to take that rental kind of and use it as a deposit towards purchasing that pin or another pin, I think is also a pretty fun way to kind of like a rent to own type of thing. Uh, where it's essentially you're almost on like a little mini payment plan before you get that pinball machine in your uh, possession. So it's a great idea. I like it. A lot of these people are even, they're doing uh, setup and delivery for free as well. So you might look to local operators, barcades to see if they're having this type of program. I think it's great. You guys thought I was going to trend the entire pinball industry and secondary market down. No, no, no. See, this week... If you look at the numbers, and ladies and gentlemen, the numbers do not lie. I only report the facts here at the Pinball Show. Pinball market trends holding steady this week is the secondary market on pinball machines. We haven't seen the drop yet. Nah, people are selling them. I'll give you that. But the actual trend, uh, I don't know if it's polynomial analyses. Is it uh, Dennis Creasel? Yeah, Dennis is here. He stepped out. It's been a whole week. It's his week Uh, But no, the... The secondary market is still holding steady. You're not seeing rock bottom prices, people, you know, freaking out and sell, sell, sell everything they've got. No, they're holding steady. Uh, but we may, if this if this becomes an even bigger issue than it is already, 
Ken, we may see them start to drop. I don't want to think about that. It'll give me nightmares. All right. No, I, I, I understand. Now it's holding steady. You know, so you're not seeing like any oversaturation of games that are just sitting because like immediately I think to myself, if I'm in a what I think is uh, a, a predicament and I need to generate some cash, what's my non-essential mm-hmm. item that's in my house that can command the most money that I may not have my life directly impacted on? And it's a pinball machine. And these pinball machines, depending on how you purchase them, they're like little mini piggy banks. And a lot of times yeah. uh, you have made money on pinball. But even if you were to lose some money on a pin, it's an opportunity for you to get thousands of dollars potentially out mm-hmm. of something that's in your house and you could always get it back again. You're not seeing any type of uh, play there where people are Starting, starting to sell out of concern for maybe finances and you're not I seeing the market it, hold off on buying? Because the other thing is this, saying, man. Like, do I want to spend uh, a few thousand dollars right now on a pinball machine? Um, yes. Yeah. No, like, me personally, I can do <laughs> that. Just a gut but, I mean, reaction there. Are there, <laughs> right? are there people that are maybe thinking to themselves, I don't know if I want to spend 3000 bucks right now. I don't know. I think people wake up out of bed and they go, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. No, uh, numbers right now are suggesting still a holding steady pattern. Now, you are seeing more and more pins being listed, uh, probably to a significant degree over the last two weeks, but they're still selling for what they need to sell for, so I can't say the price is dropping out. Having said that, over time, if we continue to see this trend, then yes, it very well could be trending down. Uh, but what you are seeing trending down this week is the higher end and restored pinball machines. Mm. That's where you start to see a little bit of a dip. My dumbass is getting a Tales of Arabian Nights right now. Fully done. Oh, such an idiot. But Dale, I thought you were that, selling that. I saw. I thought you had something for sale. Was that a player's well, condition? Yeah, I bought the player's condition thinking I was going to get it restored by my boy Schmitty. Uh, but then I found Bud Somerville over in Indianapolis. He is showing off and creating the world's nicest tales of the Arabian Nights. And three weeks ago, I thought, hey, that's a great idea. Why don't I just sell this used one and buy that top line one that's going to cost me way too much money that my wife doesn't know about. So I committed to that, and I don't want to back out of it. So yeah, yeah I'm in I'm in on that. But no, trending down this week is the higher end stuff. Your Cactus Canyon continued. Your over-the-top Big Lebowskis. Your Alien Pinballs. Your Pirates of the Caribbean even. You're starting to see trend down a little bit. So what it is is, I think, and my hypothesis, is that these collectors see these big collections they say, what is going to do the least harm? So they take a big chunk out of that one really expensive pin and they feel a little bit better instead of dropping three, four. Once you yeah, drop right, three or four right. pins, you got holes in your collections. You can always fill one. You sell something for $15,000, a high-end thing. You put a $5,000 pin in there. You benefit from $10,000. You still filled your hole. It's a win-win. Yeah. But trending down is the higher-end restored pinball. You know what it is, too? Like when you, get a, when you have a high-end restored pin – you're so happy to have it because it's it's so fresh. It's better than new in most cases. And you're so happy to show it off to everybody to come over and be like, look at this, look at this. But then after you've had that for a while, there's no more wow or shock factor as far as sharing like something that's exciting. So I can see where you're ready to move it along so that somebody else can have that same experience for a while. So I can see where that works. Yeah, people are like, look, I get that your toting lamp is brassed out, mm-hmm. but your flippers got a little COVID, bruh. I ain't coming over there. Oh, so you can't even show them off. No, 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 no. Ugh. Man, before I get too depressed and anxious, let's get into this week's deals of the week. Bye bye bye. Bye 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 indeed, because there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of couple winners out there on the internet right now to buy. Right now, I'm gonna focus on a Black Knight Sword of Rage Pro over in Pinson, Alabama, by Greg C from Pinside. He's got a forty nine hundred dollar oboe 
offer on this Black Knight Sword of Rage Pro, and you might say, well, wait a minute, that's not that great. Well, hold steady there, matey, because the topper is included. That's right, the stern topper is included on this Black Knight Sword of Rage Pro, as well as some other, uh, I see speaker lighting mods, I see some side art. Ooh, that's really that nice stern black knight sword rage topper man i still is like it's got to be the most incredible mm -hmm. topper that i've seen in person in a long time it's it's awesome and i think this could be the side art pink graphics is selling that illuminates as well so oh, for nice. forty nine hundred dollars oboe for the the topper in itself is going to be five hundred dollars with shipping yeah you're gonna get the side art for a hundred to two hundred if it's the illuminated ones the speaker light kits for another hundred dollars this is a really good deal. I would buy, buy, buy this son of a bitch all day long. Buy, buy, buy! Ooh, another deal of the week this week is a Johnny Mnemonic. Now, this one is selfish. It's out of Corona, California. I always find the Cali pins because I can't get them shipped because it's too much money. But Pinman909 is selling a Johnny Mnemonic for $4,100. He's firm. Hmm. It's kind of a turn off there, Pinman. Firm. Bet you're not. Bet you $4,000 cash. Somebody could take that home. Firm my ass. This is an absolute stunner, he says. By far the cleanest Johnny Mnemonic I've ever seen. New cabinet art. Ooh, full LED lighting, a color DMD, and a lot more. Now, what's beneficial about this? At 4100 we got Johnny's coming in. Eh, decent, nice Johnny's. Around 3000 a little bit over. But once you add that $400 plus dollar color DMD, the, the decals are already done for you, and they look very, very good. Right. It's all cleaned out. It's all, mech you know, the hand's working well. And to top all that, he says shipping is not really a problem. He's willing to wrap it and strap it and mylar up for free onto a pallet. So why not? Oh, he's going to pallet it for free. He's not shipping it for free. Yes. He's palleting it no, for free. No, gotcha. he's going to wrap it and strap it, baby. Well, you don't most shipping companies been. come out and just kind of do that for you anyways? Or no? Well, Unless you're shipping no, fast enough or something. But like anytime I've yeah. had STI come out to the house, uh, I prefer them to kind of do all that on their end because I don't want any problems because I did something that was uh, – or and I want them to be able to kind of see the pin too before yeah. it is yeah. wrapped up because if there's any damage, they'll note that. That's just kind of my well, quirks on that. Well, my thing is if he's willing to wrap it, he's willing to strap it, he's willing to pallet it, then there's a large likelihood that you can talk him into taking it to a local terminal and dock to ship it out rather than residential. Mm -hmm. You're going to save $100 just one way right there. If you pick it up from another dock, it's probably going to save you even more money. So the shipping, you don't have to. A lot of people are like, well, no, I'm not willing to ship it, period. You're going to have to ship it STI with the legs on, and you're going to sweat and have diarrhea the entire week yes. while you're waiting on it. Yes. No, this is palleted. And good, $4,100, that's a deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye! And your Pitball Shows presents Pitball Market Trends. Woohoo! Ah. <laughs> Kim Cromwell endorses yeah. this segment. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm used to listening to that segment, so when you kind of go into it, I'm waiting for uh, Dennis to give you some feedback, and then I, at some point during that segment, I was like, oh, I probably should start doing that myself. So uh, Yeah, wrapping and strapping, it's really expensive, let me tell you, Zach. Yeah, man. Before we wrap this up, uh, obviously we're gonna we're gonna keep everything going every single week here on the Pinball Network, right? So we've got shows that'll be coming up. Uh, I know uh, yesterday we just had Orbital Albert Orby did his top three. His top three this week was top three things you can do to help your local barcade kind of survive this. Ooh, so, that's a good one. I like. Yeah, that. it's it's good and timely. Yeah, to piggyback off that, just everybody stay safe. Just because we can't go to a location to play pinball, just because we can't go to a show. Just because we can't maybe afford to buy a brand new pinball machine, you can still support the industry by continuing communication and support of one another. 
Hell, that's why half of us are in this thing anyway. It's because the camaraderie, it's listening to podcasts, it's watching videos, it's going to the forums, supporting one another. Maybe get to know your fellow, you know, pinball buddy a little bit more now that you've got the time. Yeah, and I would also say this. Um, please, let's use some common sense, right? It's, it's not going to be in anybody's benefit if you run out and you buy uh, 24 packs of toilet paper or if you go out and you buy a case of uh, hand sanitizer. Take what you need. Let's uh, let's let everybody else get in on some of this because Public I mean times are tough out here when you go to the stores. I mean it, it, it's there's a lot of like the vital things that you would want that are kind of taken, and I know that stores right now are starting to limit your ability to purchase things. But you know, and this really aggravated me uh, the other day. I walked into my local Meyer, it's grocery store, and uh, they had cases of water, which is great, mm-hmm. and the limit was uh, two. So what I see is I see a family of four come in. They each grab a cart. I see where you're going. They yeah. each put two cases of water in the, each of their carts, and they each get in line. So essentially, the family that should have been limited to two cases of water are walking out with eight cases, and then and somebody else comes in later, there's no water in there. I mean, guys, it's just that's that's horrible. Like, unless there is some yeah. circumstance that I don't know about, let's look out for each other here for the next few weeks, and uh, let's do what we need to do. But let's not be greedy. Let's think about, I mean, pinball is important to all of us. That's what we all have in common. That's why we're all here right now talking and listening to one another. But, you know, there's there's also life that we need to be concerned with. So let's, uh, let's support our pinball community. Let's mm-hmm. be there for everybody else. But, you know, Let's also support ourselves as, as human beings as, and, and people that are uh, you know, trying to get through something that's a, a pandemic. So let's just use your common sense. We're all smart for the most part. Use your common sense. Yeah. And having said that, my kids and now puppies and wife have to eat. So there is some really special pricing on anything pre-owned at <laughs> Flipping Out Pinball, as well as a really large inventory right now that I would love to ship you out today. Yes. So call Flipping Out Pinball at 812-457-9711. Don't hate. Don't. Come on, guys. Can you blame me? I've got inventory here. It's waiting to go to your home. What are you you're just sitting on the couch anyway? Would you rather watch pinball or play pinball? Exactly. My point. I, I, let's ship it out today. How about that? Zach at Flip, the letter N, out, pinball.com. Hey, everybody's got to survive here. Uh, that being said, there's nothing wrong with watching pinball because on Monday night, uh, myself Ooh, and Steve yeah. Beattie are going to continue the flipping out streams. And uh, you can catch us at twitch.tv slash flip the letter N out pinball. Follow the channel there because every Mondays we're there. Now, it's an interesting situation now because we're in lockdown, right? So Steve can't just wander over to my house and jump in Studio mm-hmm. C and stream. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, so I think we have this set up where uh, I want a, a, a very big shout out to George at don't panic flip uh, yeah, i had I some questions George. and how i was going to try to do some remote streaming where i can bring steve into the stream from his studio uh b location while i'm in studio c <gasps> and there's Ooh. ways that i knew that it'd go about it but there was uh, a streamlined way in which he helped me to do so we're going to try this out monday and if it works you know happy to pass the information along if it doesn't work i don't want to get anybody excited but from trials it looks like it's awesome we've got some new uh, overlays that we're kind of incorporating to kind of make it seem like we're both there so come in and hang out because nice. you're getting an opportunity to you know watch some pinball being played but more importantly your sense that you're part of the community where you've got a lot of uh, podcasters and streamers and uh, mm-hmm. we've got a pretty nice base family base over flipping out so come in say hi hang out and uh, support your streamers have Go a drink check out all these people have a couple <laughs> drinks have a couple That's drinks fair. absolutely 
Surf the streaming. And if you're in after hours, have about 10 shots. Yeah, well, after hours got a little out of hand uh, last week, and that was because we were trying to uh, just kind of absorb as much as we could. And uh, so much, so much singing. A little fuzzy going on. We had a lot of music going on last week. But, you know, we talked about busting out the guitars at some point. So next time we're together, maybe we'll get some guitars out and, uh, and play something. Well, I don't know. We'll play Name That Tune Pinball Acoustics. (laughs) <laughs> well, just that'd be kind of fun you know that, that, i think that's gonna wrap up the episode man it's gonna be episode number six of uh the pinball show you can reach us at the pinball show at gmail.com for all correspondence uh we will get back to you so if you got anything on your mind and for seriously if you guys need help with something and you think that we can help out don't fail uh don't hesitate to reach out because we're happy to try to do so speaking of we cannot end this show without a rest in peace to my man kenny rogers did you see kenny rogers yeah away i did that was unfortunate week? at 81 oh, man. 81 years old uh, yeah yeah for that ken i'm gonna cue in the music there huh yeah i'm gonna fade us out with a little bit of this it goes out to you kenny oh kenny oh <gasps> Ken Cromwell, Kenny Rogers, oh, this is so for you, Ken. Baby, when I met you, there was peace unknown. There we go, guys. We're going to wrap this up. Episode number six of the Pinball Show. For Zach Many, I am Ken Cromwell. Always practice safe pinball and training. Oh, my God! And don't forget to take some time out of your day and play some pinball. So long, everybody. Oh man, that was fun. God, I love those. I, I should have cracked open a beer or two. I feel stiff have. today. I feel a little stiff today. Do you? Why. You didn't bit. come across as that. I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of a little more reserved, fatigued, maybe. <laughs> it's like, stiff, I don't know. Stiff in a bad way, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Hey, at 44, I'm not complaining if I feel stiff most of the time. Oh. It's like I could have uh, should have cracked a beer. Speaking of islands in the stream. <laughs> you know, you know what my favorite Kenny Rogers movie is? What's that? Six Pack. You ever see that movie? Oh, I've not seen that one. Well, you've never seen Six, Six Pack? Pack? With, no, with never the kids heard of it. that are like the little pit crew for a racing team, and and, and no. Kenny Rogers plays Brewster Baker. Oh my gosh, really? dude, you got you got to watch you got to watch Six Pack. Okay. Listen, you're, you're gonna have some time on your hands. You gotta watch Six Pack. Kenny Rogers. It's it's awesome. You know what? I'm gonna take it back. I saw that so long awesome. ago, it might not have held up over it the time. Might but suck. the last time I saw it, and I've seen it probably 80 <laughs> times, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It might, it might be horrible. Rooster Baker. Oh, man, it's such a great movie. I think. That was a Rocky Top wedding dance. Yeah, no, we don't have that out here. Out here. You guys don't do fried chicken up there at weddings? We did. No, you guys do we like do fried chicken. Chicken cordon bleu and all this bullshit. Weddings are a little more elegant, I think, probably out here. So <laughs> there's no, so there's no rocky top. Speaking of there's stiff. no fried chicken. Ugh. That being said, yeah. I wouldn't have any. But a Would couple beers in love? me. I'll go through tunnels and people smoking and drinking outside. I mean, it's yeah. it's fantastic. Sometimes there's fights depending on what families get together. But look, it's a, it's a good old uh, southern wedding. There's a lot of uh, instant tindering going on at weddings. It seems receptions out here. So oh, be careful. Really? Yeah, man. It's a, wedding receptions are known for uh, late night relations. Especially if you're staying at the hotel. Just, it makes me think of Will Ferrell on Wedding Crash. He's like, no, yeah. it's funerals, baby. Mm. They're mourning. <laughs> totally different atmosphere out here for funerals and weddings. But it is what it is, man. No, they call them wakes there. They call them wakes. 
right? No, there's a wake and a funeral. The wake is where you go in to pay your last respects, and it's usually the day before you go to the burial, which is the funeral. So, like, the wakes, everybody that wants to pay the respects goes to, but usually the funeral is, is just those that are more close to the family. Uh, so it's over two days. You don't have wakes in Indiana? Uh, no, we have what we call showings. Okay, it's probably the same thing. I don't know why they call it wakes. Uh, wake's it weird because like there's they're, they're, going on. Yes, yeah, opposite <laughs> right. of wake. Right, exactly. Yeah, I just went to the wake and uh, he wasn't saying much in there. It's like because yeah, what much of a wake. Yeah. yeah. So it's a showing is the same thing, right? Like you just go in, you can have open casket, closed casket, I'm, or you have like. I, I, uh, I'm telling you right ashes. now, I don't know how you feel about this. Not to get too morbid and, and get you into a panic attack like Steve Beatty on a on a Monday after hours, but I'm not simulation? too. I think the whole showing thing's a bit strange, a bit odd. What? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's been well, passed why, why down. Are we, why are we showing dead people? Like, my kids are always freaked out. I never know how to... Pr- it's oh, just I'm not digging dead people. But recently, because I've been exposed to more wakes and funerals, like, it doesn't bother me as much. But, like, I had a fear. Two things I did, I like, like I have a fear of. Uh, mm-hmm. dead, dead people, like corpses... And like uh, dog shit. I can like, see that. I, that's why I don't have a dog, a dog anymore. I don't like dog poo in my yard because I always think I'm going to mm. step in it. And then if I step in oh, it, oh, that's like the I, worst. I feel like you I got to throw my shoes out. No, you right? Do. It's like I don't want to do it. Yeah. So it's like it's it's the the main. If if I if dogs used litter boxes, I would have uh, oh. dogs. So you're scared of dead people? Not scared. Uh, yeah, just just don't feel comfortable around uh, dead mm. people. Like I would have been a horrible mortician. I'm more frightened by. Uh, Alive people, they can hurt. Yeah, you. they can do more harm. Absolutely, but it's like I don't know. Death. I'm just always waiting not, for not something. I'm in a showing. My kids are running around. I'm just waiting for something bad to happen. I well, just, all right. I hate it. Let me ask you this: Do you feel comfortable, like in a cemetery, just walking in a cemetery, walking over graves that where there's coffins buried See, six that, feet below? That's the other thing. I'm like, I, I don't. I like don't know that. where to walk because, I, yeah, yeah, why are you walking on the? Gra- I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like don't death like it either. I don't like. Corpses. I don't like. I don't like coffins. Death, no. I don't like funerals. I don't like wakes. You think my house is haunted? You and my wife. I will, I lived in a haunted house before, so I can understand some of the things and the concerns that she told me. So yes, I, I believe there's haunted houses, man. Mm, hashtag fake news. <laughs> Whatever it is, but you know me. I'm a, I'm a pretty level-headed guy, right? Like I, I'm not uh, absolutely out there. Yeah, hundred uh, percent convinced. I lived in a haunted house. If you get any haunted oh. house stories, let me know. But I mean, you haven't seen any apparitions or anything like that, and, and I never nope. saw apparitions. But uh, just when things are feeling off a little bit, and there's too much coincidence in play, you start wondering what's going on. What's going on? Yeah, I, I always think it's weird though. What what is it about ghosts that are always trying to be frightening? Why are they going to be so scary? Or that they're, it's not but, like you're sleeping, and all of a sudden you get a tug, and you're like, "Whoa, hello." They're n- no, but they're not always <laughs> scary. It's just, it's just. A lot of times people think ghosts are just kind of like memories on the ether or like some interdimensional uh, gap where there's something out that's, that's going on. It's coinciding with your existence, but we can't see. Uh, but then sometimes there's gaps and you, and you catch on to something and you see something that is stunning or shocking. I mean, hey, I don't know. There's a lot of theories yeah. on that. I, I want if I ha, if I have like a, a ghost come back, I want it to be like Uncle Marty. And all of a sudden I see him and he accidentally runs into the wall and he's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like. Hey there, Bucko. 